Hello, guys, and welcome back to another game week of Hit or Quit podcast. Um, we're coming out of the largest double game week ever. Um, there's going to be a lot of smile smiles on people's faces um, and a lot of other people who are not going to be happy, uh, including myself. Um, but before we get into that, um, let's quickly go over our last week's differentials. Um, let's do unfortunately- it. Unfortunately for Kazi, he got a nice two points from Pereira in two games. So pretty sound, pretty good. Nice, nice average of a point per game. Sounds um, about right for my differential this season. So for fact though, I have to say I'm a little unlucky. Started really well. Uh had Reguillon, got the assist, the clean sheet, got 10 points. Um, and I had Alderfield who got the six just for the clean sheet. Um if Ongregion had played the second game, he would have overtaken Alderweireld, but because he didn't, and Alderweireld did play the second game and kept another clean sheet, Region ended with 10 and Alderweireld ended with 12. So I'll take another win for myself. Thank you very much. Well played, bro. Well played. Another win for you. Another win. And uh, what about this week? So for this week, at 1.3% owned, after two great performances, one absolutely brilliant performance against Burnley. I'm going to bring in Gareth Bale against Crystal Palace, a shaky side. Um, I know you're going to say that United didn't score against them and they kept the clean sheet, but I think that says more about how badly United played than Palace have playing have played well. So I, and I, and Bale has honestly been showing some great quality some great creativity. So I'm really excited to see him start some games now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Can't argue with Bale on, in the form that he's been in lately. I mean, he was incredible in that game against uh, Burnley. So I don't see and if he's consistently starting. Now, I don't see any reason why he couldn't have a good game against Palace. I mean, for me, I would definitely, I definitely wanted to go with a double game weaker. I, I looked for some Saints players. I mean, Che Adams is an option. And then I realized, like, Mahrez is sitting there at, like, 3.7% ownership, something like that. Like, that seems a bit too easy for me. I'm, I'm taking Riyad Mahrez, man. He's been starting almost every game. And he, Honestly. He's, okay, he has two games against, what, Southampton and United? I mean, the United game could go any which way. It could be high scoring, could be low scoring. You never really know. And, like, Southampton, I mean... I don't see any reason why Mahrez doesn't get a goal. He was he was my man of the match, if you ask me, in the last game. Like he was amazing in that game against Wolves, and um, I th- I really think Mahrez is the man right now. And his ownership it looks like a steal. I mean, out of all the City players right now, Sterling, De Bruyne excluded, who, who like high own, owned and also very expensive. I think Mahrez is the best option. He's most likely to score, one of the most likely to assist as well. So I think I think that's my pick this this week. Honestly, I didn't even think to look at Maris. I couldn't have imagined him being below five percent owner ownership. Yeah, when but, I saw that, I was like, "That's an easy pick." But yeah, like speaking about Maris, it's like double game week for uh, twenty four, um, excluding Ederson, of course. Like Maris has has played the most minutes um, in out of any other City player. Um, that's very telling. And 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 has been averaging six point eight uh, points per per game week since then, so Huge. so uh, I, pe- people people are really like 
not taking the time to look at Mars, huh? Like, yeah, he's, he's being really, slept on a little bit. He's I mean, being slept on quite a bit, I think. Yeah. Myself I mean, included. Yeah, no, me too. I mean, I think I might get him in this week. We'll get into that later. But, like, the thing with Mahrez is, like, people probably have had him at some point this season and disappointed and then let, like, throws you off wanting to get him at any point. But That sounds about with, right. With any of these city players, like, they can go in and out of form so quickly and, and just as quickly as they do that, they can go in and out the team. So the th- worry is, like, if your player, like, has a bad game, like, he could easily just not play the next game. And next thing you know, you know, a double game, make Mars just play 30 minutes, you know? Like, yeah. shit like that can happen at any time with this Pep Roulette, especially with a lot of guys getting fit again. I mean, Aguero's back in the team. Jesus is back, and he's scoring goals. Like, Foden's fit, Sterling, Gundogan, De Bruyne's back. Like, do they really have any injuries right now? I don't I don't really think they do. I mean, City's at full strength pretty much. Yeah, and, pretty uh, much. That's very dangerous for FPL players because... Playing that Pep Roulette is uh, something no one could ever master, if you ask me. Absolutely. But, yeah, no, I just noticed about Mars is the same amount of points as Kevin De Bruyne this season. They're both, they're both tied on 109. Yeah, so, but De Bruyne has been out for a long time. That's true. That's true. Mars has missed like four games, five games this season, but still, yeah. Very impressive stuff from Riyad Mahrez, as usual. Every year, he puts up good numbers. He just... You got to catch him at the right time. That's the trick with this guy. That's really actually like how it is because he always goes on and like, you know, he catches a wave, go, go, yeah. go, like high points, high points. Then he starts getting benched a bit. And then like, yeah, he comes on, gets an assist, you know, here and there. Yeah. And then again, he catches another wave. Yeah, no, for real. He's played 90 minutes in the last four games, and in that, he's got two goals and three assists. Like, Wow, man. He's really being overlooked. He's, he's on fire right now, but no one's noticing because, I mean, a couple of those games, he dropped a nice five-pointer, seven-pointer. It doesn't look like much, but, like, it adds up, man. He's, he's getting the goal assist every single game. So, I think Mars is a legitimate option. I mean, especially this week with Harvey Barnes out for a lot of people. I mean, he was pretty high owned. He's still at, like, 16.5%. I'm sure there's a f- quite a few people who brought him in for this double game week who now are disappointed with that one pointer, which obviously I, that's I'm exactly what I would people. do, but I don't, I can't yeah. right now. Yeah. Who do you think are some other Harvey Barnes replacement options? Well, that's where I'm, I'm scratching my head to try and figure that out. Yeah. I mean, one more I considered was to, to just bring Madison in. I mean, but then he has an injury and we don't know when he's coming back. Yeah, I mean, I was yeah. just reading. He's not expected to play this week. Um, okay. Brennan Rogers said that in the next couple of weeks, we expect him to come back into like training. So, yeah. so it doesn't look like in the next two or three games he's going to be starting, let, on, let alone playing. Might, fair enough. Another guy who might be back soon is Grealish. I mean, he's the one most people got rid of very, very recently, but he, he should be on a comeback pretty soon. I mean, if he gets some more news that he he's fully fit for Wolves, maybe then then maybe he's an option to bring back in. Yeah, for sure, for I mean, sure. Around that price point, who else? I mean, you, is there anyone else you would have in mind? Uh, one guy I've been I've been like two guys I have an eye on. I mean, for her, no, because they're way cheaper at that price point. You have maybe Neto. Neto is an option. I mean, Ward, Ward Prowse, Tielemans. You can go cheaper too. I mean, uh, yeah. If, oh, no shame in going, going cheaper. cheaper. If you have you're going cheaper, you also have you have Saka, Neves. 
Mm. Osaka. I mean, he's a he's a guy we haven't talked for in a little while. Yeah. But Arsenal have improved like pretty significantly, I would say. Yeah, they really have, and he's really been he's been playing like he has the odd game where he might not play, but like otherwise he plays ninety minutes every game. Yeah, that's fair. It just I mean Arsenal these next four fixtures. I don't know how how I feel about them. I mean, Burnley that could be a good game or it couldn't. I mean, it really depends what kind of Burnley shows up. But then they have Spurs, West Ham, and Liverpool. I mean, say what you want about Liverpool and <laughs> Spurs and shit, but that's three teams that are all competing for the top four, top six. You know that that's a that's a tough one of fixtures. Yeah, for for, sure. for someone like Saka. But you never know with this guy. He's, he's definitely one of the best young talents in the league right now. He could easily get some goals. And at that price point, it's not a horrible pick. But um, I think a guy I would have my eyes on is West Ham's uh, Jesse Lingard. <laughs> Jesse. I know, I know I joked about it recently that I, I wouldn't get him in. But, I mean, in the last five games, he has five returns, three goals and two assists. And that's his first five games of the season. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what else can you ask from the man? He's doing everything right now. And he's, it's not is... like he's got easy fixtures either. He scored against Spurs. He got an assist against City. I mean, he's balling right now. And then his fixtures don't look too horrible either. I mean, he has leads up next, which is definitely one of the best attacking fixtures you could ask for right now. Yeah, but I mean, United, Arsenal, Wolves after that, and Leicester. That's true. The next one is a bit tricky, but... Then again, he is playing in game week 29, which is promising. And he's playing in 33. Oh. So both blank game weeks, he's going to be playing. So, you, so, but can I ask a question? Like, I'm, I'm not saying Jesse Lingard's a bad option at all. But oh. like, I know we both have Sufal, we both have Antonio. Are you willing to triple up on West Ham? I mean, I don't see why it's a problem, to be honest. I mean, West Ham are playing at a top six level. And their players are priced pretty much like any mid-table team, but they're playing a lot. They're definitely overperforming their their price tags. A few of them, you know, like Antonio. When since he's been fit, he's been balling. He's scoring like very consistently. You look at Kufal as well. Like I mean, he's a player you would want to rotate in and out, but he's he's had a really good season. He has four assists already. He has a lot of clean sheets as well to go with that. I don't I don't see it as a huge issue to triple up on West Ham. I mean, we've all seen how Suchak has done this season. It's eight goals, like. West Ham are a good value team. That's I think, and there's no shame in tripling up when you find the value, even if they're not a traditional top four, top six team. I mean, they're they're performing at that level, you know. I mean, you are right about that. Yeah, so I wouldn't be hesitant to triple up if you if you have three players like Kufal, Antonio, and Lingard or Suchek or whatever. I, I don't think that's a horrible move to be honest. Yeah, I especially mean, that's considering they're playing both the blanks. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really struck right now because I don't know what to do. I have both my Leicester players injured, Madison and Barnes. Yeah, that's um, tough. Um, I don't know if I want to do a minus four. Because um, between the two of them, I have 15 million to spend on two midfielders. Um, and I really don't know because it also, like... If Jack Grealish is back, then he's always a great guy to have. Yeah. And he's someone I could have and actually count on. But besides that, like, I mean, I looked at Saka because of the Burnley fixture, but it is a way. And, um, but they did, I mean, Arsenal have looked better, you know, like they're coming out of that 3-1 win against Leicester. 
Yeah, you know, one more guy I want to throw into that mix around that price point is Mason Mount. I mean, yeah, he's only 6.8 million. He just scored a worldie against Liverpool. Really good goal, if you ask me. I mean, and out of the Chelsea team, like, he seems like the most consistent attacking piece. And at that price point, I, I don't think that's a bad option whatsoever. Yeah, and he has Everton and Leeds up next. He could definitely score in both those games. And after the Did bag, he take the last pen as well? Did he take a pen? Didn't he? I think I think he did. Uh, that leaves my memory. But against Southampton or Sheffield, was it a pen for Mount? Could have been. I mean, whether he took it or not, he's a good option. I mean, he's his attacking threat is is pretty high as far as the Chelsea squad goes. Between the likes of Ziyech, Hudson Odoi, Havertz, Pulisic, I mean Werner, he's the most consistent starter. And like he's he's putting up good numbers for his price, honestly. Yeah, I especially as recently as three goals in the last six games, or five games. Sorry, I mean he's in some nice form. And yeah, like you said, Everton and Leeds. I mean, not, uh, both those fixtures are very scoreable. Neither of those defense teams have been great defensively. And then following the blank in twenty nine, he has West Brom, Palace, and Brighton. So. I think Mason Mount could also be a slept-on little option there. Yeah, he would be a great differential. I mean, he's 7.4% owned. 7.2, even lower. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking to get rid of Barnes for the same price point, you can get Mason Mount. So if, if you're, you're lacking funds to go for someone else, like go for someone higher up, like like Bale or De Bruyne or someone, then I would definitely go with someone like Mason Mount. I think he's a great option. But that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to decide. Do we think Gareth Bale deserves it? Like, has earned the right to start like being highly transferred in. I mean, I would ask you: Do you already have Kane and Son? I have Kane, but I don't have Son. All right. I mean, I I guess I could see Bale as a good option. I would still rather trust Son than Bale personally. I mean, they're only what. Point two apart in price. I think Son is like guaranteed more minutes. Bale's still like getting fit, really. Like he's getting into the team for the first time. I mean, yeah, he's been great, but I would argue Son has been very good too. He should have had an assist today as well, but it's kind of robbed off that. So that was that was disappointing. But Spurs also just, do have some decent fixtures. They do, they do. They have Palace, Arsenal, Villa, and Newcastle coming up. So Definitely some potential for goals there. But, um, yeah, I, I, my only concern with Bale is I would rather go with him and Son personally. I think he's guaranteed to play more minutes and he's more more proven than Bale, honestly. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can understand why you're saying that Bale hasn't really been a consistent starter. But yeah, so this is played more than 70 minutes this, yet this season. Yeah, fair enough. So this is my big dilemma. Because I have... So I have Madison and I have uh, Harvey Barnes, like I mentioned, right. that I need to take out. Um, now, I like what you said about Mason Mount. And what I could do is I can, t- like, I can take one out, Harvey Barnes out this week, bring in Mason Mount... And possibly by the next game week, Jack Grealish is back from injury and I can sub him in for Madison. Okay. Um, 
or because I I I, I like Spurs's fixture against Palace. I think it's a good fixture. I could see Spurs getting two or three goals in this game. Right. Um, is it worth taking the minus four? And then I get Son or Bill, and because um, I could afford either one. And then I have to get a cheaper midfielder than than Mason Mount. And I can go for the likes of Saka, or I really like Neves as well. Okay. Um, Wolves have – what I don't like about Wolves, actually, is they have three hard fixtures coming up, Aston Villa away, Liverpool, West Ham. But after that, Wolves have a great run of fixtures. That's true. That's true. I mean, at that point – and Wolves have, have improved a lot recently, honestly. Like, despite, despite the loss at City, obviously, that was a close game, right? It played to, until the end. And, like, Wolves, Wolves have been – much better attacking team since the start of the season when they really struggled for offense. They were really missing Doherty and um, Traore wasn't in form and um, obviously they're missing Jimenez. But now they find they found ways to score without those guys and and I think I think they could be really good options as soon as those fixtures roll around in game week thirty one. Yeah, so I'm thinking I hold off on Nevis, but so. Would you, could you, Saka, man, there's something about Saka that I want. There's something about Saka that I don't trust necessarily, but damn. Yeah, so you're deciding between like Saka and Son versus not taking a hit and just getting one. Yeah, like, do we think Sonny can do it, bro? Do we think Bale can do it? I I wouldn't want to take a punt like that on Spurs. I mean, yeah, sure, they won two games in a row. I mean, this Fulham game, they weren't, that great if you ask me like they yeah, sure they had a couple chances Bale had a header that I mean Kane had a header he could have scored and they had a chance towards the end but Fulham could have scored too and um, I don't know personally I, I'm not willing to put that much faith that much faith in Spurs especially on a hit I mean if you're taking a hit this week it should be for a City player or even a Southampton player maybe like I mean there's two double game weeks this week I, I wouldn't personally want to take a hit for for uh, a Spurs player in a week like this. Yeah, my issue, my issue there is that I already have, I already have um, three city players. Um, right. I, I do, I do want to get rid of Sterling, but I don't know if I can prioritize that right now with my injuries. Yeah. And no, honestly, like Sterling, ha- Sterling hasn't been too great recently, but like, honestly, like in two games, like I, I don't expect him to blank in four games, you know, like, yeah, no, there's no way I would be getting rid of Sterling right now. I mean, out of all the all the city players, he is also uh, alongside Mar is one of the most nailed on. I mean, he's he's definitely gonna play the United game. They need him, and then if he's feeling fresh for Southampton, he could he could definitely get some minutes there too. So I wouldn't get out of Sterling on a hit if you already have your three city. I guess that makes sense. But yeah, going back to your your son equation, I would I would rather get Mount and not take a hit than have to take a hit just to get get a son in or bail in. Sorry. Maybe I'll do Saka and then next week get in Mount for the Leeds game. Yeah, that could be an option too. I mean, I don't hate that. I really don't. If you're really feeling Saka, I mean, go for it. I mean, Saka is a great player. Like, there's no question about it. He could he could score in any given game. I'm not gonna doubt him. It just depends. I mean, he didn't play against Leicester. You know what, what that was about? Yeah, but that was precautionary. 
Um, yeah. Okay. He he was on the bench. Um, That's Arteta, fair. Arteta benched Aubameyang as well in that game. Kind of worked out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, why not? Sh- I mean, yeah, time. Saka could be an option. He's playing in twenty nine. He's playing in thirty three. Not a horrible option at all at his price point. I think I've always thought he's a bit undervalued. I mean, he could definitely be a good asset for you. All right, well, I'll have to think about it then. I think personally, I would still steer towards Mason Mount instead, but uh, I don't hate either option. I'll think about it then. I'll get back right. to you. All right, you do that. I mean, before we carry on, why don't you um, why don't you tell us about your your game week how it went? Let's get I into was, that. I was I was hoping we'd not go back <laughs> to this. We <laughs> gotta do it. <laughs> I'm I'm really unhappy. I'm really unhappy with my week. Um, and the fact is that the player that I'm most impressed by was Luke Shaw, who got me 12 points. Um, but, like, that was the best highlight of my week. You know, like, Shaw, I, I was expecting the second game with a clean sheet. I wasn't necessarily expecting two clean sheets. He got it, and I'm happy with that. Um, but the fact that he was, like, my best player in terms of points um points like like points rised per point that Shaw gets was like the highest um mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm i'm mad like triple captain kane really did not pay off it did not pay off at all he scored one goal in a four game like in a four goal game against burnley like i mean i like bale did great and son played great but like i'm just I can't believe Kane only got one contribution. And yeah. against Fulham today, like Spurs just didn't look that lively. Kane didn't look anywhere near scoring. Um, I'm just really disappointed, like with my triple captain, honestly. Yeah. Do you feel unlucky or do you feel like you may, you regret it? I feel like I regret it because yeah. I was I, I had a lot of doubt before going into this game week. In fact, really talked me into this. Yeah, um, <laughs> you can shit on him later, huh? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I I took a gamble and I just it didn't pay off like I was hoping it would. Um, That's fair. But then yeah. I also got fucked over by Pep Roulette this week. Um, Sterling played one game. Cancelo played one game. I have I'm happy with. Uh, I was really happy with. Aston Villa against Leeds. Martinez got 10 points in that game. Yeah. And then he conceded against Sheffield of all teams. The most consistent player right now in FPL. He's, honestly. he's great, honestly, yeah. But then, yeah, nothing more. Fernandez didn't do anything. Goodnigan got one assist. Um, but again, yeah, off the bench Barnes too. got injured. As soon as I bring him in, he gets injured. He's yeah, going to be out for six weeks. So. Yeah. It's fucked. Actually, the one thing is like I I gambled on Madison. Like I wasn't sure he'd play, and I didn't think he'd play. But in case he did play in the second game against Burnley, I wanted to have him on, even though I knew he was gonna miss that game against Arsenal. Um, and he didn't play against Burnley, so it didn't really matter. So I did get Antonio to come in with the goal, six points, which were which worked out. Um, but other than that, I got what a player, bro. Yeah, he's yeah, really. We been... all benched him against City, and he still finds a way to score. Like, Tony's been great, man. What a what a player! 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to have brought that guy in. Yeah. But, so very unhappy, 75 points overall, little red arrow. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to do, I do want to say, I, I would say like you're being a bit harsh on your Kane pick because I, I think the tough part of that pick was trusting Spurs to score some goals and win two games. And they did that. They scored five goals. And to think that Kane was only involved in one of the five goals, I feel like that is a bit unlucky, honestly, because like, so far this season, I mean, it feels like Kane was involved in every other goal, like minimum. <laughs> and like to think that they scored five, and I mean, finally Spurs found some goals from some other places, like Bale scored two. Um, what's his name? Lucas Moore or someone scored. I forgot who scored in the first game, but yeah, Lucas Moore it, scored. Yeah, it feels it feels unlucky that that Kane didn't get more involved. I mean, he had a few chances. He had a header today that I think he should have put home. But I mean, what can you do? I mean, that's unlucky. I mean, I triple cap and so on as well. I mean, I'm, I'm, I only did it because I didn't have Kane. <laughs> so I guess I'm happy I got, what, five extra points or some shit. Yeah, five extra points. I mean, he got me it two assists. Up. He should have got me that third assist. But, yeah, uh, Son was okay. For my week, I had 107 points. I had 111, but I took a hit. Um. My best player this week was actually good old Gaeta in goal, who I considered taking out actually. So I'm I'm really glad I stuck with him. I mean, he got me uh, 16 points. He got me the 10 against United. I mean, 10 in the first game and then six against United. 10 against um, who was it? Fuck, who was his first game? I don't remember. Fulham, Fulham. Fulham, right? So Gaeta did really well. Palace have, have looked much better defensively now. So maybe there's some more to come from him. Cancelo, I was disappointed too, bro. I really thought he would play both games, hopefully, but nah, he missed the first and then the second game. They didn't even keep a clean sheet. How often do you see that from City? So, yeah. Honest, you know what? I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Stones and Diaz. Stones and Diaz, bro. What the bro, fuck same. is all that about? That was some bullshit, bro. <laughs> like, both of these guys, you know, casually concede a goal, but don't yeah. worry about it. We'll just score instead, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, These motherfuckers, they're always finding a way to find like get points. I was just about to get into that, man. I like, I really feel cheated. Like, Cancelo's the best attacking threat, he should be. But these fuckers went and scored and got 10 pointers, and then they even missed the second game, it didn't fucking matter. So, that was that was annoying. I, I mean, fuck all stones owners and fucking BS owners at this point. Cancelo yeah. deserves better, man. <laughs> I feel like he should have done better, but. My biggest disappointment this week was actually my, my leads. I put a lot of faith in leads to do something against Villa, but I got two pointers across the board from Bamford, Rafinha, and Dallas. It makes me think if I took a hit, I mean, I, mean, I was going to get in Calvert-Lewin, to be fair, who didn't do shit either. But yeah, I mean, I was a bit disappointed with the three of them. I had Antonio on the bench with six points, so that kind of hurt to see with those guys, as well as having Barnes only get me one point in the double game week. That kind of hurt too. Um, I do want to say though, I, I made a good hit. I took that hit last second to bring in Luca Dean for Reese James. I mean, that worked out pretty good. Luca Dean got me 14 points, so definitely worth the hit. And uh, looks good going forward too, with some good fixtures coming up. Bruno was disappointing. We definitely need to talk about Bruno actually, man. Like, he's very expensive, and his fixtures up next are City and West Ham. Do you think it's it's viable to get rid of Bruno now? We were talking about this earlier. Um, 
we said like his games do clear up a little bit but we, yeah. we we already like the problem with bruno is that he's so highly owned he's probably the most owned player in fpl um that's true like the thing is like yeah city west ham tough games for sure tough games doesn't play game week 29 but and he has been in bad form recently he has not been as bright as he was a year ago for sure um right but you never the thing with bruno is he can have five minutes or a moment of brilliance in a 90 minute shitty game and snack 10 points, you know, like West Ham give up one pen, Bruno gets five, two, three bonus. Like it's, and then, and then that's it. You've dropped 10 points, like in, in a second. Um, like I, but I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's harsh to get rid of him. I think it's harsh to get rid of him yeah, after no. just a couple bad games. What about if you were comparing Bruno to Salah? If you had to get rid of one of them, if you're trying to bring in someone like Bale or some shit, you know, who would you rather get rid of? This is the first time in 129 years that Liverpool have lost at home. What do you mean? Like they haven't lost. Oh, sorry, I didn't get to it. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's true. But <laughs> no, Liverpool haven't lost five five consecutive oh, home yeah. games in 129 years. Yeah, that is kind of embarrassing. And in all of those games, they didn't score a goal. Yeah, I really wish I didn't bring this up now. This is kind of getting me depressed. So <laughs> the yeah. first guy out of my team would be Salah. Or I mean, any... Fulham next, though. Fulham at home. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't actually. T- I take that back. <laughs> I mean, like, the fixtures are nice. The fixtures are nice. You can keep Salah in. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, back to my question. Is it Salah or Bruno if you have to get rid of one? I'm still taking Bruno, though. You'd rather get rid of Salah with Fulham and Liverpool? Honestly, yeah, because, like, right now, there's no creativity in that Liverpool team. Um, And, like, Salah does not particularly look like he's the guy, you know, like... Bruno is still much more the centerpiece for United in comparison to Salah for Liverpool. That's a good point. And he, and he's still, yeah, that's very true. If United do get their shit together, you definitely know Bruno's involved. With Salah, I mean, I mean with Liverpool, like they might get their shit together, but even then it would there's a good chance Monik is the one who catches form or Jota now back from injury. Exactly, Jota goals. as well. With with United and Bruno, you're pretty. There's a pretty strong correlation there. If United start playing well, Bruno's going to start playing well. Like it's, that goes on pretty easy. So that's a good point. To be fair, I still think I I would personally rather get rid of Bruno if I had. I mean, I have Bruno. I don't have Salah, so I'm not going to switch them around. I'm going to keep Bruno. But I was just curious to think what your thoughts were for those people who still have both for some reason. I mean, a big reason I don't have both is because I just got in my guy Kevin De Bruyne. So I want to talk about him too. I mean, he got me 10 points over the two games. And I, I, the most surprising part was to see him play 90 minutes both times. I really didn't think he would have just hopped right back into the team like that. But, I mean, that's promising to me. That means he probably played this United game and the Southampton game. So yeah, I'm really De- happy to be a De Bruyne owner at the moment. But um, that said, I, I do want to say in that last game against Wolves, he looked so tired, bro. This guy, like, needs to get his fitness back. I mean, thing is now that City is become a machine without him like 
you need to like reintegrate him back into their attack. Like before he was injured, he was the centerpiece of everything City did. But now it's very much like a, a group effort, you know, like Bernardo, Mahrez, um, Gundogan. Uh, Gundogan, they're all taking turns like running the show right now, like Sterling even. So I want to see if De Bruyne takes back that major leading role where everything goes to him. But if he doesn't, then I don't know if he'd be worth that price point. I might, might downgrade him to someone like Gundogan if he keeps playing. But for the time being, I'm definitely going to stick with De Bruyne. And it's, I think it's promising he's playing 90 minutes. I mean, yeah, you can, you can never really go wrong with a guy. Like, he's proved his quality so many times. So, and, he, and, and even if the, the responsibility of running the show is more balanced between the players, he's still yeah. going to have a major role. That's true. He'll find a way to make him. He's too good of a player to just be passive. And, and, and I'm sure he'll be on pens as well. That's facts, yeah. They've been struggling with pens since he's been gone, so... He'll definitely take those back. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. One more guy I want to talk about. Gabriel Jesus, man. This man, I was, I was roasted. I was, I was, I was made a joke by everyone. I was the only one in the whole league to have him. He's only 4% owned. And then in the first game, he plays 29 minutes. And I'm thinking, okay, I was wrong. This was a bad move. I should have got rid of him. But then my boy <laughs> in that second game, in the last, like, 10, 15 minutes, he scores a brace, gets the three bonus, and ends double game with 14 points. Shout out Gabriel Jesus, man. Without him, I don't know where I'd be this game week. And uh, I mean, I'm probably going to get rid of him now just because Aguero's back and shit. But he, he really he served his dues for me. I'm very happy to have him in my team for this week. What a player. Fox in the box. <laughs> yeah, he's been playing really well, to be fair. Yeah, he's been scoring pretty consistently in the Champions League and whatnot. So I'm really happy with him. And uh, that takes me to the last player in my team. I mean, I mentioned my triple leads already, Bamford and Rafinha and Dallas all blanks. But um, the one last player is my triple captain, Human Son, 42 points. I mean, as far as triple captains go, that's not bad. It's, I'd say it's pretty average. I mean, maybe even slightly above average, 14 points multiply by three like i think i think I, I could have done worse so i'm not too not too bothered about that i mean i do feel like he was robbed off that third assist but um overall i'm pretty happy with that considering a lot of people did worse than me on, on someone like Kane. thanks for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> just had to rub it in a little bit <laughs> all right um, we're going to take a little break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some of the potential captain op- options for the next uh, game week because I think there's going to be some hot picks for this week. All right, guys, we're back. Um we're going to go through some of the captain options that we think would be good for this next game week 27. Um, before we say our play, or who we think is a good option, um, there are two teams who have a double game week, uh, City and Southampton. Um, so first question, Kazi, do you think, uh, would you captain some of the City players in this week? Because they have United, which is, for me, a low-scoring game. 
Ain't no problem, bro. United doesn't matter, bro. It's Man City, bro. These guys win every game. And their other fixture is fucking Southampton at home. So, first of all, if, if, if that was their only fixture, they would still be probably the best captain option. I mean, I would be looking at probably a City player as opposed okay. to okay. maybe... My, but then, I, then, I have a follow-up question. Okay. Because okay. okay, I agree with you. Fine. City have the capabilities to beat United. They most definitely have the capabilities to beat Southampton. Yeah. But we've just talked about it with our team, with Pep Roulette. How do you know? Like, who would you captain then? Because how do you know which game they're going to play? That's a that's a great point you make. I mean, you would be worried about some of the guys. But uh, I mean, for me, it's a very simple answer. I, I'm going to captain Kevin De Bruyne. Like okay, okay, Kevin De Bruyne is pretty stable. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, pretty, gonna be... he's pretty nailed. But okay, do but... do any other options look good? Yeah, I would say, for example, someone like Mahrez, if you bring him in or if you own him, he's played so well that he's he's not gonna get benched against United. He's hundred percent playing against United because they want their best team against United because that's the top fixture. Yeah, so... but if you want your city player. If you're looking at a city player for this week, the fixture you're looking at is Southampton. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, first of all, I don't think that City United game is necessarily low scoring. I mean, yeah, fair enough. United have been keeping clean sheets, but that's also. That's I also think it's less playing. about the. I think it's less about the clean sheets. I think it's more that when United played these top six teams, they just they don't look creative. They're like a very flat team, very defensive team. Very hard to break down because they have they do play well defensively at the same time. Yeah. Like I think if there's a team that is going to be able to score, it's most likely going to be City. Right. And again, I think it's going to be one nil to City. Um, like I don't see City scoring many goals, and I don't see United scoring either. Um, so honestly, if I if I'm being honest, if I would to like De Bruyne, of course, is a great is a great guy to have because you know he's going to play. Right. Um, I like Mares. I like Mares, but honestly, I could see Mares playing the United game and not the Southampton game. Yeah. Honestly, I think honestly, I think a good pick for, for this game week, if you're looking at City, could be Foden. Phil Foden. Like, I mean, what what what, what makes you say that? Because I mean, he's recently. I don't think he's started too many games. Um. I'm gonna double check that quickly. So yeah, yeah. so so Foden in the last couple of games, yeah, wow, he hasn't played that much. But right. before he was playing 90 minutes, you know. Yeah. So I could definitely see uh, Pep Roulette giving Foden a start in the Southampton game, and we all know that Foden is very capable of scoring a goal. My my problem with Foden is. That sure he was getting some minutes, but I mean you can see a direct correlation between him stopping with his minutes and De Bruyne back in the city team. Like, I think if it's when De Bruyne's back, that's a guy Pep wants to give 90 minutes to pretty much every single game. So that means one whole less spot, even with rotation. So that means Mahrez, Foden, Bernardo, Ferran Torres, Sterling, they're all fighting for two or three spots, right? And I think Foden is pretty low on that pecking order. So I, I personally would not see Foden as a captain option because Sure, he could play like 60 minutes in Southampton, but then he could easily play zero against United or 10 against United or some shit. And like, 
I wouldn't trust him as a captain option personally. I mean, he's still a very low price and could be a good option in general. But um, in terms of captaincy, I don't, I don't think I would look at Foden. That said, I mean, I wouldn't look at Jesus either. I wouldn't look at Aguero either. I think it really has to be De Bruyne. Or I think the one other guy who I'd say is pretty nailed to play these next two games is, is Ilkay Gundogan. And I know a lot of people still own him. I mean, it all depends how you see his role in this new city t- team with, with the new look team with De Bruyne back in it. If you think the Gundogan could still get get um, attacking returns, I, I think he's pretty nailed down to get a lot of minutes in these next two games. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, honestly. Um, he's been their best player this season, arguably, and he played only eight minutes against Wolves, so I think that's a pretty promising sign that he will be playing against United and probably against Southampton, too. Fair, fair, fair. But, I mean, I see your concern. I see, like, you don't you wouldn't want to bring in a guy who's going to play against United and miss the Southampton game, which is the real big one. So, I could see the the opportunity to go with someone else as your captain. So who else would you look at? Who do you think is else is a good captain option this week? Yeah, so currently my armband is on Kane. <laughs> um, okay. Just because I don't really have great fixtures this week. Um, I have my injuries. Um, Bruno's playing City, so... He's definitely not going to be my captain. So I think, honestly, I like. I think it's going to be Kane uh, against Palace. Um, I think he under like. I, I guess you were right. I think we were a bit unlucky that he didn't get more contribution in the five goals of the, the of the game week. Right. Um. So I mean, but I still trust him. I, he's still been class all year. So um, right now it's on Kane. Um. What I don't know is if. Another good option could be Antonio against Leeds. That honestly is a very underrated option. I don't think it's a bad one whatsoever. I mean, Antonio's his price tag is so deceptive, man. If this guy was 10 million and he played for Chelsea, I mean, I would definitely look at captaining him this week. But I mean, West Ham are a great team. He's scoring goals consistently. He scored two in the last two. And he's playing leads at home. Like, that's probably the best picture you could ask for in, in terms of attacking. So, honestly, that's a great shout. I don't see any good reason not to captain Antonio this week. Yeah, I can imagine that'd be a great differential captain. Not a bad shout at all. I mean, yeah, for me, I have to go to Bruyne. Like, I just, I really think he's by far the best option on paper this week. Like, if you had to choose any of the fucking 400 players who play in the Premier League, whatever. Like, De Bruyne's the best option, like, by far. But, I mean, Antonio's honestly not too bad as a second option if you don't have De Bruyne. I, I think that's – I think I'd rather take Antonio than, like, okay. any of – Than Kane? Ooh, that's close. That's also close because Kane is also yeah. – Fuck, that's really close. <laughs> Here's my thing with Kane. Now that Bale is in the team and even Delhi might be back, like, I don't know if Kane will be so reliant for Spurs' goals anymore. Like, I mean, I still expect him to get his here and there, but it's not it a guarantee. Delia Ali back, he starts one game. Yeah, I mean, he, he did kind of score. So I would expect he gets some minutes again. I don't know. My thing with Kane is, like, 
Like before, you Spurs are not a team. Yeah, sure, they trashed Burnley 4 0. I was wrong about that. Good job, Fukundo. And uh, me, not, excuse me. And you, and you, sorry. But they're not a team that will usually trash trash a team. They're one, that's what they've been this season. When they're winning, they're a 1 0 team. Like they're, they win 1 0. That's what they do. And like 2 1 and shit. And normally that, that's good for Kane because that means he's the one who gets involved. He's the one who gets all the bonus. And like happy days. He gets one goal, three bonus, nine points, and you're like, you're having a good time, you know, but I don't think I really think the Spurs team is, is trying to to shift away from that. They're trying to get more people involved. Obviously, Bale is part of that. Delhi's a part of that. Lamella, Lucas Mora, Bergwijn, they're all they're all going to start trying to get into the goals now. It seems it seems like that's the direction Spurs is going in. And I wouldn't I wouldn't captain Kane personally, especially against a Palace team that can that's been kind of good defensively lately and like. I wouldn't bank on a Spurs 3-0 or some shit like in a week like this. I think Palace could definitely give them a difficult AD game, especially if uh, seeing the the one that Fulham just gave Spurs. I think it could be a similar type of game. I really, I don't know what I want to do this week. I don't see how you could convince me that Kane is a better option than Antonio this week. I think that's, I think Antonio is safely the better option there, if you ask me. He's, he's, He's more of a talisman to West Ham than, I mean, he's probably about even than Kane and Spurs, but but he has the better fixture. Like it's pretty simple, and like West Ham have have been scoring goals more consistently than Spurs. Even, I mean, they scored one against City. They scored two against Tottenham, and they scored three against Sheffield in the game before that. Like they've been, they've been they've been scoring goals when they need it, man. And then Antonio like, and Leeds, like, you just know for a fact Leeds is never going to sit back. They're going to fucking go for West Ham's neck, and that will give West Ham and Antonio plenty of opportunities on the counter to get, get some goals. It is a good option. It is a good option to think about. Yeah. Okay, but so moving on from Antonio and Kane. Uh-huh. Okay, wait, before we move on, actually, we said Kane. You said no. Would you say no to Son or Bill as a captain option? I mean, any of them. I mean, I think Son and Bill are just as likely as Kane. I mean, Kane has the pens, so I would say they're even worse, to be honest. But no, I, would, I wouldn't captain any of them personally, no. So you're just steering away from Spurs players then? Yeah, I wouldn't captain a Spurs player this week. I'd rather captain Antonio and I'd rather captain... A city player. I mean, even if you want to captain someone like Sterling, I think I'd still take that over, over wow. Sonic or Kane or Bill. Because the thing is, like the United game could go anyway, and I mean they're gonna st- still. There's it's more likely than not that Sterling starts against Southampton. Like it's either him or like I mean it depends how easy City think that game will come. I and mean, Sterling's still their best winger, like most people would say. So. I think Sterling plays both those games at least at least like twenty minutes in in like Southampton or whatever, and he could definitely do damage on that. Plus the even if he just starts both, he, that's two points extra right there. If he gets a clean sheet, that's an extra point. Like just having two games is such an advantage over having one. I th- I think I think I would rather go Sterling even, and I know you have Sterling, so that would be my recommendation to you personally. Yeah, maybe. Honestly, maybe I go for Gundogan or Sterling. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad option whatsoever. 
he already got some rest against West Ham. He shouldn't be needing rest anytime soon. I mean, he can definitely play both those games. But uh, as a bit of a Maverick captain option, what do you think of Danny Ings, who also has a double game week this week? Uh, I'm not convinced. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking um, of bringing him in just because I think, I mean, Ings is just, he's just gotten gotten some, some good minutes under his belt in a row. Like, Southampton have been great. I just don't think Southampton have been looking all that good. Like, well, in the last, like, he got a return in game week 24, and the time before that, it was game week 17. So, cool. yeah. So, like, I just don't think he's really done too much recently. And Southampton just don't have that spark that they did at, this, at one point in the season. True. That's the thing. That's what that's what's giving me that little bit of hope. It's similar to with Spurs this week. I mean, Spurs were in a bad run form, but then we trusted them to bring it back in good fixtures. And we what we remembered was how good they started the season, right? And Southampton is pretty much the same story. Like, they started the season very strong. And I do expect them to return to that kind of form. Like, they have a good team. They, they're not a bad team. They're a top 10 team. Like, Ings, Che Adams, both good strikers. I mean, Ward Prowse has been having a great season. Their defense has been much more solid this year. And, like, I don't see any reason why the fixtures turning couldn't turn Saint, the Saints' form as well. I mean, besides that City game, I mean, they have Sheffield and City this week. Sheffield is, I mean, they just won a game. But <laughs> Sheffield are still the fucking, like, trash of the league right like that's the best team you could you could ask for to play against and like after that they have Brighton then they have a black but then they have Burnley West Brom and Palace like Saints have great fixtures coming up Ings is definitely someone I have my eye on to bring in this week and maybe I wouldn't captain him admittedly I'd probably definitely go with the city player or even um, Antonio but I think Ings is a good option though for for this double game week if you're trying to bring yeah. someone I think bringing him in, I mean, do that, you know, like yeah. he's not necessarily highly owned, um, but 10% owned, yeah. But, um, but he's definitely someone that, you know, against Sheffield to get it, start getting a goal or two. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm going to take a punt on him. <laughs> All right. I have to ask you, Kazi. Ask me then. Is Liverpool worth mentioning? <laughs> I mean, okay, I'm not bringing in any Liverpool players until I see a consistent run of form. I think that's that's my that's I think that's pretty fair. I mean, the one guy maybe I would think about because <laughs> they do have Fulham is Diogo Jota. I mean, nah, this, he, guy this was, guy's not gonna start this game. He was in tremendous form before he got injured. He was scoring yeah, but, every single week. But he's been out for so long. He's not just going to start 90 minutes, you know, like. You're right. You're right. He, when what, he came on, like, what, at, like right at the end? No, he played, he played 28 minutes against Chelsea, which I think was kind of promising. And, I mean, he's been on the grass. He's been training for a while. And Fulham's a great game to help him get his confidence back, get his mojo back. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying he's going to start. I'm not saying he's going to start. I'm just saying, if you're trying to get rid of Harvey Barnes and you want to get someone around that price, How much Diego is, Jota? is only 6.6 million. I don't think he's the worst option in the world because at his best, he was putting up 9 million, 10 million player value. That's what he was doing. If you can hop on him early and then... I mean, I would still rather go with someone like Mount, but 
I'm just saying, if you do want to get a Liverpool player, I mean, they have Fulham at home next, after bouncing back after this really disappointing Chelsea loss. I mean, five losses at Anfield in a row. This game's at Anfield. Maybe they want to come back with a bang, score some goals. If you believe in it, then I would go with Jota over anyone else at Liverpool, personally. I would definitely not suggest go with Jota. Like, this guy... Why would you? I don't under like. I understand he was in great form, but that was before he got injured. That was months ago. The thing is, I wouldn't want to spend the risk of bringing in someone like Salah and Mane. No, but you might. But I'm um, okay. But I'm not saying bring them in. Obviously, you're not going to bring them in in the form that they are. But if you don't have Kevin De Bruyne, like Bruno, who's the other, like who's usually the other go-to captain. Mm-hmm. That has a shit game. If you already have Salah, why wouldn't you captain Salah in this game? Okay, if that's what we're talking about, then I mean, yeah, you're. I mean, Salah did just get benched. He's played sixty minutes. He did look very upset about it. I mean, I know it's a very small thing to be concerned about, but like, what if Salah just starts beefing now? Like, I don't know, he, he was not happy that he'd been taken off. And, like, the negativity as well, along with, like, Liverpool's horrible form could be a bad mix. And I'm, I'd be a bit worried that Salah gets, like, in a fight or some shit and just gets benched. Like, it's a very small concern. But, I mean, I see it. I, I see there's a chance that, that could happen. Wow. Which, I don't know. It's a very small thing, but I feel like there's some a lot of built-up anger and frustration in, in the Liverpool team right now and Salah has a big load of that as he was going for top scorer and everything and now he's like being benched I don't know I wouldn't want to basically I wouldn't touch Liverpool right now more or less I'm just saying if you really are someone who believes that Liverpool are going to turn the corner I'm not saying I am I'm just saying if you are then I would rather go with Jota to bring in if you're trying to bring someone in because he's he's low risk and he's cheaper than Harvey Barnes. What do you mean he's low risk? Because he's six million. I mean you're I because he's competing with with Saka and Mount and shit. I mean Salah, I would much rather have Bruno or De Bruyne or fucking Sterling, you know. But you you're not gonna captain Jota. I'm not saying to captain Jota, I'm saying to bring him in. Yeah, if but I would I would, I would wait. I would wait. I mean, I'd probably wait too, but I'm just saying, if you're trying to catch the Liverpool Liverpool comeback train faster than everyone else, I mean, Fulham at home is not a fixture you want to just like miss out on completely. And I, I wouldn't captain Salah if that, that's your question. I mean, I, I would maybe captain Bonnie, but um, I'm a bit concerned that Salah's minutes might get managed or some shit. I don't know. They might focus on the Champions League. I don't know what the fuck. I really don't know what to believe in Liverpool anymore. <laughs> and I think I think I think there's a chance Salah might force his way out soon. Like there's so many factors that I just I would I would stray away from captaining a, a Liverpool player. I mean, why captain Liverpool player when you can just captain the city player or even fucking Antonio? Like the 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 ceiling is probably just as high. And the risk is way less. Like, there's no, there's no concerns with Captain Antonio or Kevin De Bruyne or someone. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Yeah, that's my 
that's my take on it. I, I think uh, another team we should talk about is Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, they just beat Leicester 3-1, which is a great result for them. And they've been they've been kind of on a nice streak. Aubameyang started scoring some goals again recently. Yeah, they, got the they scored those four goals Leeds. against Leeds, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to... I mean, do you think Aubameyang is an option at 11.3 million? I think it's a high risk option. <laughs> yeah. Just to spend that price on on a midfielder who has not been very active throughout the season is is a bit risky, but because of the risk if he starts pulling some pulling like pulling the stuff he was pulling off in the last couple of seasons then for sure Aubameyang has always been a great option. Um, That's true. It's easy and to it, forget what he was last year. He was a 200 exactly scorer. Like, yeah. if, if he goes, if he picks up that little bit of form that he used to have, like the guy would be a great option. And against Burnley, I really can see that happening. Yeah. Um, I really didn't. I Like what really surprised me is because, you know, like they lost one out to City, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but they beat Leeds 4-2. Um, it's Leeds, so you kind of expect four goals conceded. Um, but the fact that they scored three goals against Leicester, I was really surprised. That's true. That was re- really impressive from, from Arsenal. I mean, without Aubameyang, without Saka, like, they have squad depth now. They have a lot of players firing. I think Arsenal are on a hot streak right now, and it might be a good time to hop on that train. I mean, they're still very much slept on as, as well as they're doing, like, a lot of people like Saka, Aubameyang, all these guys are well below 10% owned. Like, I mean, I wouldn't look at William or Pepe, but I mean... Pepe. Pepe, I wouldn't say no to. Really? Uh, he's been picking up some form, huh? That's true. That's true. He has been scoring more consistently. He's only 7.6% owned. I mean, 7.6% price now. Only 0.9% owned. So... I mean, this guy's burned me too much last year. I'm still a bit hesitant on getting him in, but you're. I think Saka's honestly the best option. I think Saka's like just as good as any of these guys, and he's only 5.2 million. So yeah, if I I'm wanted to on hop that. on Arsenal, I would definitely hop on Kai Saka. This man is special. That boy's special, man. He's so good. Yeah, I, I think he's been extremely impressive. Um, even Smith Rowe. <laughs> But honestly, I see him being rotated a little bit more. Um, I want to see more from Odegaard. Yeah, me too. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's not playing the full any full games yet. I think he's still taking his time to adjust to the Premier League. He, yeah, for sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at him as an option just yet. He's still very young and like. But he's still someone I have an eye on, you know. Yeah. Yeah, not a bad. I mean, it's 0.2% owned at the moment. I, I would definitely wait and see with him. I would think is. Even him, like he's more expensive than soccer. Like, why? Why? Soccer is just such an easy option to me. Like, if you want yeah. Arsenal, soccer is by far the best option, if you ask me. I'm with you on that. Yeah, for sure. What about Leicester, by the way? I mean, they still have good fixtures, but now they have Madison out and Barnes out. So, do you think Leicester have any life in them? Do you think there's any options there? It's a game of roulette with Leicester now, I think, because. It's a huge gamble. I mean, yeah. the thing that 
the fixtures were great, but the thing that I liked about Leicester is that a lot went through Harvey Barnes and a lot went through Madison. Yeah. The thing is now, if I had to pick a Leicester player, I think I'd pick Tielemans. Um, Tielemans? I think, I think he's going to pick up that Madison role in the absence of these guys. But the thing is, like now with the two main guys kind of out, um, <laughs> I'm really hesitant to get a Leicester player, not because I don't think they can't win the game, but like you just have no idea where the goals will come from now. Um, yeah, you don't know who's going to supply supply the creativity and you don't know who's going to finish. So I just, I wouldn't know who to get. And I think it would be a big gamble. Like it really depends on the day, which guy scores. Yeah. Um, if I was no, looking I'm... at one option, I would maybe go for a defender. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, Castan has played 90 minutes the last three games. I mean, we all know what how he started the season on, on, on fire at the point with attacking potential. I mean, he had four returns all in his first three games of the season, and he's been injured pretty much ever since. But, I mean, if he's back in the team, I mean, they have good fixtures. They're Brighton and Sheffield up next. I mean, there's definitely room for clean sheets in both those games. Not a horrible punt if you're looking for a defender right now. But, um... Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I would steer clear of Leicester. I think missing their two most creative options, I really think, like, yeah, Tillmans might step up a bit into that attacking role, but um, I just don't think he's as talented as Madison, like, going forward. And uh, I think they're going to really struggle for creativity, and especially with Chelsea and everyone on their heels right now for that top four spot, I think the pressure might get to Leicester a bit and they might start dropping some points. I, w- I would I would steer clear of Leicester players at the moment. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, like I'm look, I'm getting rid of mine. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm. You gotta look somewhere else now. I don't think Leicester is really a good option anymore. Yeah, fair man. All right. So um, one last thing I want to talk about, just my my transfer options for this week. So one thing I'm considering to do is I'm considering to take a hit just to bring in double gaming players. So I could keep Jesus, but I'm really worried that despite his, his brace and his good form as of lately, I mean, Aguero's fully back now. I mean, he's had some time to rest as well. I expect at some point in these next two games, Aguero's going to get some minutes. On top of that, De Bruyne's back, Sterling, everyone's fed. Southampton could be that game, huh? Yes, yeah, Southampton could be that game. So that makes me worry that Jesus might be the man. I, I, I might need to take him out. I think I, I got the best out of him, and I should like, go while I'm ahead before he just hurts me more for more rotation. So I'm thinking of changing Jesus, and I think the perfect guy to get instead is Mahrez. I think Mahrez would fit in perfectly. I think he's likely to play one at, at, at least one, I think I think two games in, in, this, in the City double game week. And then... Um, to, to do that, I would have us to get in another striker. And I think I think the perfect guy over there would be Danny Ings. I think I like his fixtures coming up. I'd ex- I'm going to trust Southampton to bounce back the same way I trusted Spurs to do it. And um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a sucker for double game weeks. I mean, I'll take a double over a single like any day, you know, <laughs> even if it is City and Chef. Like, I still think that's that's a good shout there. I mean, you never know what could happen. It's a Premier League. It's a double game week. Like, he could get a goal against City. Who knows? <laughs> so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I think those yeah, are my City, in the last two games. City did concede. So yeah, I mean exactly. 
I mean, it was a matter of time, wasn't it? Like, yeah, facts. <laughs> too good to be true. Well, yeah, I mean, City have have a tremendous depth. I, I still find it so crazy how they they have three center backs who are all like probably arguably the three best center backs in the league right now. Like, yeah, Laporte, like, yeah. Diaz, and Stones are all just been fantastic. Like, say what you want about them, but yeah, yeah, they've all been extremely strong at the back and organized. Yeah. City are very hard to discipline. Yeah, it's been. So, anyways, yeah, that's what I was thinking for this week. You think you think that's a good transfer on a hit? I can understand it. Um, Yeah. Currently, like, I wouldn't do it on a hit. If if it was not on a hit, and like you had a transfer, and there wasn't really any other good ones that you like that would fit your team or that you were looking at and the other options you didn't like, then I would definitely bring, bring Ings in, but on a hit, if I'm being honest, I, I don't see it. Uh, like fair enough against city. I really don't see Southampton scoring anything. I see that game being extremely one-sided to city. Yeah. They do play Sheffield, but again, I don't think Southampton have had that much to offer recently. And Sheffield have looked a little bit better. They've definitely looked more organized at the back in the last couple of games. Yeah. Um, I like, even though I can see Southampton, like Southampton should win this game, uh, like regardless of that, but I don't see it being high scoring. So like, if anything, I don't see Ings getting more than a goal in these in this double game week. So if you were not bringing him in on a hit, I would go for it. I think it makes sense. But I think on a hit, realistically, I don't know how much good that's going to do for you. No, I see your point. But I mean, I would also justify by saying I think Mares could do some damage in one of these games. But I mean, yeah, it depends. Would you do you think Jesus is like a must sell right now? Or would you would you give Jesus these games? I don't think he's a must sell, but I don't think he's a must keep. Um, I think he plays more than Aguero in these two games. I think, I, honestly, I, I can see Jesus playing the United game. Um, yeah. Coming out of that straight out of two goals, I think Pep is going to keep him and try to yeah. get that momentum with him. Um, but, but I think, like, if Jesus goes back to having another poor game, I think Pep is going to be really quick to take him out. That's um, the point. So if you have him and you have other players to worry about, I would go somewhere else. I would worry about those other guys. But if you have, if, if it's time to take a Suze out, like if you can take a Suze out, uh-huh. then, then I, I see that. It's, I, I, I don't see why you wouldn't. Yeah, that's fair. Also, one more dilemma I have, similar to last week, Bamford or Rafinha, <laughs> who would you bench? Bamford. Really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm on, it's a tricky one, really. Uh huh. Because they're both just as likely, aren't they? Yeah. Rafinha has been in better form. I mean, Bamford yeah. has the penalties always, but I think I'd go Rafinha as well. So yeah, yeah. thanks for that. I, I the only thing is, watch out if you bench Bamford and like. He doesn't get a return, or he does get a return, and Rafinha doesn't, and that's 
that's three or five points that you would lose because yeah. everyone has Bamford. He's still really high owned. That's a good point. I mean, Rafinha is, yeah, he's much lower owned. In our overall, he's only ten percent owned. Whereas Bamford's fifty-two percent. So that's a great point. Like Ooh, it's definitely okay. the more risky option. I think I might just go with a safe old Patrick Bamford then, to be honest. But um, yeah, fair enough. Any more, any more dilemmas in your transfers, or have you figured it out? Yeah. So as we were having the conversation earlier about Saka, I confirmed Saka for Barnes. Very nice. Very um, nice. Live on air. Yeah, live on see. air. So the the one I'm not sure is if I I, I don't think so. I, I I'm not like I was le- I was thinking about it before to take the minus four take out Madison, bring in a player. But I'm not really sure I want to take a minus four if he's not going to be a double game week player. Who would you be starting instead? So the thing is, if I take a minus four, I bring I take Madison out, I'd have to bring in a midfielder. Right. Um, that means I bench Bamford. Oh, uh, okay. So it's Bamford. I mean, I would just start Bamford. <laughs> Fuck the minus four. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. I think it's uh, it's pretty risky, especially like, there aren't exactly like any good other like in that price range of what would it be nine point nine point eight. Yeah, there's a lot of options. That's not the problem. <laughs> I mean, if you really believe in in Spurs to do something at Palace, then then yeah, sure, go for it. Go get Bill. But firstly, for me, I mean, when I don't trust Spurs enough to take a hit like that on a single game week. Just that's just me personally. Yeah, that's the thing. If it was a double game week, I would jump. I'd be jumping on that. Yeah, for sure. So I think I'll hold on, hold on on Madison for one more week, um, and then I'll see who I bring in. Maybe the likes of Neves. Yeah. Maybe someone else. So who are you thinking for the armband, real quick, before we log out of here? Right. Sorry. Um, so I changed it to Sterling. I think. Um, I was okay. looking at, at a little bit at Sterling's fixtures, the previous fixtures, and um, I, I think I've been overthinking this. I think he was benched against West Ham, so I think he plays 90 minutes for both games. That's a good shout, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would so, go with Sterling, too. I'm going to go with Sterling. I think it's going to be a very good differential captain. He's only 11.3% owned. Um, so I'm going Sterling. Vice captain, Antonio. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I think you've you sold me, and I think I'm gonna go with Vice Captain Antonio as well. But uh, yeah, I'm going Kevin De Bruyne. So similar mindset to you. I think he'll play both games. He's City's main man. At the end of the day, he's on pens too. So I think it's a pretty simple captain this week. Wonder who Facundo will go with, but we'll find out, I guess. I wouldn't be surprised if he suddenly had De Bruyne, and it was yeah. his, and and De Bruyne was his captain. Me neither. I guess we'll find out next week. All right, great talking to you, bro. Let's yeah. uh, <laughs> let's call it here. Great podcast. We'll see you guys next week. We'll see you guys.